Welcome to the Convene Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Miltite. In this podcast, we're talking to Philip McCabe. He's the president of Apamondia, the global body that represents beekeepers. With the bee population under threat, his organization has a lot to discuss whenever it meets. And at Apamondia's big conference, the emphasis is on discovery. This is what the scientists are telling us in relation to pollination, in relation to bee biology, in relation to bee deaths and bee health. The emphasis is also on sharing those discoveries among grassroots as well as scientific networks. When they come back, then the people talk to one another. They listen to what they've heard and then have a discussion. And sometimes they bring it back to their own countries and talk about it there as well. Coming up, how Apamondia and its conferences keep beekeepers in the know. Convene magazine is published by PCMA, the Professional Convention Management Association, and it offers fresh perspectives on meetings and events. You can find Convene online at pcmaconvene.org. When I met Philip McCabe over Skype, he was relaxing, having tea at a golf resort near his home in Ireland. So just to let you know, you'll hear the clinking of cups against saucers and maybe even some tea being poured during this episode. Philip is a third-generation beekeeper. It all started with his grandfather in the late 1800s. Life in Ireland was tough for those living off the land. An organisation called the Congested District Board was set up at the end of the 19th century to help poor people in crowded living conditions make extra income. It was like, a, I suppose you could say, a chamber of commerce for poor people, if you could put it that way, but they were providing facilities in a number of different areas, and one of them was the beehives for people who wanted to keep bees. In 1896, his grandfather got three hives. My grandfather kept the bees, and he wasn't a very good beekeeper, to be perfectly according, according to my dad, he wasn't, but he, he had the bees. But then my father took it from him and carried it on. And um, then when I was a child, age about four or five or six, around that bracket, I can remember standing at the hives with my dad in those days. So that's where I started. He says very few people in Ireland then or now actually keep bees for a living. The weather doesn't exactly lend itself to producing a fine crop of honey every year. It's always been more of a hobby than a full-time living. Philip hadn't done much beekeeping as an adult. He was working for the post office and then the telecom company. But by the late 1970s, he had a young family and he and his wife moved to the country. And then I started to keep bees myself again. But it was always in me, if you know what I mean. It was, it was something I knew I was going to do. He's been involved with Apamondia for years, but only became its president a few years ago. And he says the organisation is particularly important to its members now bees are dying in large numbers. The situation we've identified is that in the last 10 years, there has been a serious decline, not only in honeybees, but by and large in all insects across the world. And to continue this story and bring it back to conferences, we need to get into a bit of entomology, or the study of insects. Because what's been happening to bee populations lately has been confounding beekeepers all over the world. You've probably heard about this, and you may also know that scientists are worried this dip in the bee population could affect our food supply, because bees pollinate the crops that turn into our food. In North America and in Northern Europe, they're on par, whereby we have a serious decline in honeybees. And the difficulty of what's noticed is the quality of fruits, particularly, and some crops are noticeable that of the, in their decline because of no pollination. There are some crops that need 100% pollination of bees, others need 60-70% pollination of or bees and other insects. The difficulty we have now is that we have recognised, and our, indeed our colleagues and our friends in America, they got hit, first of all, 
by the serious loss of bees they had over there, and they call it colony collapse disorder. This is when most of the bees making up a colony just disappear. He says it's Apamondia's job to understand what's going on and come up with possible solutions. He says there are a few different factors at play in colony collapse. One is pesticides, in particular a class of pesticides called neonicotinoids. Many scientists and beekeepers believe these are a major cause of bee deaths. They're used a lot in the US and Europe. But Philip says it's not just pesticides. So beekeepers themselves, at first and foremost, can be contributing factors to the decline of bees. Bees are pollinators. Now, my dad one time said to me, in fact, he said to me several times, will you be a beekeeper or a keeper of bees? And there's a subtle difference. A keeper of bees is somebody who is has bees for profit and for pollination and other things. A beekeeper is somebody who understands and knows their bees and will have will, will work with the bees to do whatever they're doing. The, the, the keeper of bees is somebody who maybe has 60 or 70,000 colonies of bees that they use for pollination. And all they're doing is they're loading them in the back of a truck and bringing them to somewhere to pollinate a crop. That's how mass pollination works. Professional beekeepers often travel cross-country with their bees to pollinate a particular crop, like California almonds. But he says this in itself can be a problem. For one thing, he says bees are like people in that travel can be stressful. And when the bees are let out into those almond fields at the end of their trip, and for the whole time they're doing their job of pollination, their normally varied diet becomes restricted to one type of pollen. What happens is then is that there's nothing else for the bees to live on by way of pollen for four to five weeks or six weeks or whatever at the time it is. All the pollen they're getting is from the almond trees. Now, what that does is, if you can imagine, actually, imagine you and I living on white bread for a month. That's the protein that we're getting. We need a set of proteins and carbohydrates to live. Well, bees need eight proteins per day for a stable diet. He says that's not a problem in areas with plenty of wild hedgerows. But he says when all those worker bees have to eat is one type of pollen, they become weak and they don't make it back to the hive. Suddenly there's no one to sustain the other bees and the queen. So the remaining bees take the queen and head out. There's no food coming in, so they've got to go get food somewhere else. He says all that contributes to colony collapse. So there's a lot for beekeepers to talk about these days when they get together, even if they do need to talk in multiple languages. Apamondia has a global congress every two years and smaller meetings throughout the year. The last one was in South Korea, the next will be next year in Istanbul, and then in 2019 in Montreal. Each congress has five official languages, French, English, Spanish, German and Russian, and multiple translators for everyone else. He says Apamondia exists to interpret all this research and give beekeepers the information they need to raise healthy bees and conduct business. So what we do is, the the Apamondia side of the house is that we have the scientists who are doing the research in the universities and institutions across the world in several different groupings of, of Apamondia. And what they then do is, they then present papers and presentations at our congress. So when you go to one of our congresses, you're meeting the top experts in the world, in their particular fields, talking about whatever it is they're talking about. He says, look, plenty of beekeepers are experts in their own right, and they may make videos of various practices and post them to YouTube. But he says that advice isn't universally useful. 
One beekeeper could be operating in a totally different climate than another, for instance. So these conferences are great at giving people the latest scientific findings rather than personal findings. In this case, this is what the scientists are telling us in relation to pollination, in relation to bee biology, in relation to bee deaths and bee health and all the parasites that's out there. Because parasites are yet another contributing factor to the decline in bees. He blames the varroa mite in particular. He says beekeepers flock to the bi-yearly congress to meet their fellow beekeepers and get the latest research. What feedback do you get about the conferences? What do, what do people say that they get out of them? The first of all, there's the camaraderie ship of meeting everybody for starters and realising you're not the only one in the world with trouble. People, you, you, you start to realise. So people, it's like everything in life, actually. When people talk, they share. So, you know, if you get 10,000 people in the one hall, and they're doing differently, they're looking at equipment, they're looking at all the latest technology in relation to beekeeping equipment and all ancillary and related products there. You're then in the conferences and you're talking to beekeepers. So people sit down and have coffee. They listen to a presentation. And then when the presentation is when the presentations generally only last about 15 minutes, 20 minutes at most. So you have four in an hour. So over a day, you have 24, 20 to 24 presentations every day in, in, in one subject alone. So you have a whole range of subjects being talked about. The benefit of that at the end is when they come back, then the people talk to one another. They listen to what they've heard and then they have a discussion. And sometimes they bring it back to their own countries and talk about it there as well. He just got back from a meeting of beekeepers in Rome and he'll be presiding at the next Global Congress in Istanbul next year. That's the Convene podcast for this month. If you have feedback on the show, we'd love to hear it. Shoot us an email at convenepodcast at pcma.org. There'll be another show next month. I'm Ashley Miltite. Thanks for listening. 